Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 24 minutes after 3 o'clock in conversation next with Dr. Abdul Karim Elgoni, who is the Commissioner of Research and Information Sharing at the African Diaspora Forum. And uh, we speak to him as uh, members of parliament in Ethiopia have voted in favor of the state of emergency as they support government efforts uh, to quail violence in the Amhara region. Violence has fled across Amhara over the, a disputed plan to absorb regional security forces into uh, the National Army. Just this past Sunday, an airstrike killed at least 26 people in the region. For more analysis on this, Dr. Abdul Karim Algoni now joining us on the line. Dr. Algoni, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Before we go into this conversation around what is now transpiring in Ethiopia, um, just a broader question around the instability on the continent. Do you think that multilateralism is failing us? The issue is not only multilateralism is failing us. The issue is we are not looking uh, better after our continent. We are creating problems among ourselves, and we go and ask support from international uh, interests, and that is what is creating problems for us. If we do things right, it will go right for us, because those bilaterals are also assisting people in Asia, they are assisting people in South America, and the same problems are not happening there. They are happening here because Africans are not doing things right. Where are we dropping the ball? You see, we, we need to blame ourselves. When we, when we point a finger at the bilaterals, we are pointing our three finger, four fingers at, at ourselves. So we need to do our things right so that we don't give them an excuse to do the wrong things for us. Okay, um, but then also, of course, the interest of those uh, of of the external parties, the ones who are not part of the particular government or even the country where the instability is taking place, is that the case also when it comes to um, Ethiopia currently? Pa- yes, partly yes, partly yes. You see, the issue is many African countries, the armies are unable to do the job they are trained to do. So they try to create subsidiaries. They try to create uh, militias, local militias who know the uh, infrastructure, they know the land, they know the things, to assist the armies in doing their job of security. And this is not peculiar to Ethiopia. What is happening in Sudan now is one of those militias that is also in, in problem with the, with the, with the government. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, a few years back, when Ethiopia had a problem with uh, Tigray, and Tigray is the neighboring state to uh, Amhara, they asked the Amhara militia to assist them to stop the trouble in Tigray. And the, the, the Amhara militia assisted them over two years. It even took lands from the state of Tigray. And when the peace now comes between the national government and the, the, the Tigray, the Amhara are asking for a price. Mm-hmm. And the government says, no, actually, I wanted to cancel all the, uh, what's it, all the militias, including your militia. And this is when they rebelled against government. 
Yeah, so, so is there a possibility at all that um, this instability in the Amhara region could um, have a ripple effect and um, render the agreement, the peace agreement that the Tigray government as well as the national government of Ethiopia has gone into that was mediated here in Pretoria? Yes, actually the rebellion against the government decision wasn't done by the Amhara alone. The Oromo also refused the decision of government to uh, to cancel all the militias because all the other provinces or uh, regional states in, in Ethiopia have their own militias. But it did not go to the stage of waging war against government. The only militia that wage war against government is the Amhara militia. The other militias are just sitting in the fringes, seeing what is going to happen. If this succeeds, then they will say thank you very much. We are also following and we will fight for our right to keep our militia. Yeah, um, and then also the other question is around the integration of some of these militia into um, the military. I wonder whether that is possible at all, considering the divisions as well that are currently playing out. You see, this is this is what the government is suggesting. The government is saying, I'm not dissolving your militia. I am going to look at their skills. Whoever is good at policing, we add them to the police. Whoever is good at fighting, we add them to the army and the security, and we will get all of you involved, those who can, who don't have, then we will give them, skill them, they can go and be in, work in agriculture or any other job, we will give you skills. But people are refusing this because the militia itself is like a, a what's it, a, 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 a credit card. You see the militia, <laughs> they don't have money, they just take their clashing cops and get, stand in the main road. And the buses that are coming, they just stop whatever vehicle is coming and take as much money, cell phones, whatever, whatever. So the militia itself is resisting because this will stop a very important job that they are doing other than doing security with the National Army. So the issue is very complex. It's very complex and it is, it is, it is easy said than done. It is easy said that we will get you uh, into the army and as, as other security apparatus, but it is not as easy as we say it. Dr. Abdul Karim Elgoni, thank you so much for your time. Commissioner of Research and Information Sharing at the African Diaspora Forum. What an analogy there, hey? That the militia is like a credit card.